Hugh Freeze has hit the ground running in his first week as the Auburn Tigers head football coach. What all does it mean? Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Ferg Friday to all who celebrate as we are joined by Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. What a busy week, huh? What a crazy yeah. busy week. Q Freeze announced. We haven't talked since that um, yeah. that news has come out. Um, but he's really he's really hit the ground running for Yeah, I, I think the big thing with Hugh Freeze was gonna be that, you know, I, I thought from a football perspective, from purely football perspectives, he was gonna be a better fit than Brian Harson. And I think part of that we're seeing this happen right now, which is the transition period. You talk about the quick decisions made on who's staying on staff, who's not staying on staff recruits going ahead and you know being able to kind of swerve with that yep. uh, with those calls yeah i mean it's just the man's done this job at this level before um and you can you can tell you can tell that that's going to be kind of part of the process for him um and yeah they they can't and they have no time to waste too i mean transfer portal opens up on monday recruiting right. starts this weekend um you know the the live period comes back this weekend so i mean you've got a whole lot that you got to tackle uh, and I think that was the whole thing with kind of you getting this job is not only a, he wanted it a ton, uh, but B, I mean, he was going to have a pretty detailed plan because this is a dude who's been here before. And unlike Harson who came in during COVID, it's mm-hmm. a completely, it's a completely different landscape now. So you got that experience and you got that timing. And I think, I think that's, that's kind of driving this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, so far everything he's done, do you feel good about it? I think the press conference was, Semi what you expect. I kind of thought he nailed it. Um, he told the coaches that weren't going to be retained very quickly. Hey, you're, you're gone. You know, sorry. Good luck to you. And the guys that it looks like he's keeping Carnell Williams, obviously is a no brainer. Um, it's not official yet, but it, it looks like Zach Etheridge and C Rob are probably going to stay. And it's yeah. like those, I might've lumped Ike Hilliard in there. I talked about that on the show yesterday. It's probably the biggest quote unquote surprise. And I don't even want to really use that word because I'm not surprised that he's let go, but I thought, I thought he'd be maybe more likely than C Rob, but it seems like C Rob and Hugh have a relationship prior to this. Yeah. And also with the thing with Ike Hilliard, I think nothing against Ike Hilliard, nothing against any of these guys. I mean, uh, you know, there were, there were several really good coaches that are going to be moving on. Um, But I think like with Ike, a, he's got that NFL experience. I mean, he's he's going to be able to bounce into a new job, I think, pretty quickly. But B, also, like, you're bringing in a new offensive coordinator. You're probably going to bring in a new quarterback coach. New, like, so, like, that whole, like, especially in the passing game, that philosophy is going to be, you know, kind of plugged in. And so it doesn't surprise me that Euphrys would go get somebody who may work well with him, may work well with his offensive coordinator. Whereas a guy like Cadillac, you just knew you were going to keep him around with a running game. Looks like it's going to be much more of a reset in the in the passing game. But yeah, Christian Robinson is, uh, you know, and Etheridge. I think Zach Etheridge does a lot. Like he's kind of like the Cadillac for the defense. Sure, Auburn guy, great recruiter, good relationship uh, guy. He's. I think he is going to be helpful in this transition. You don't want to completely reset and just take away everybody. Um, so I think, in a, especially with all the stuff that this program's gone through and all the stuff these players have gone through these last few years, having dudes around that they know and trust, I think, is going to help. 
ease that this transition process. Can you sell me on C Rob a little bit more? Obviously, linebackers coach last year. We assume he will keep that same position as linebackers coach moving forward. I thought that was the most underwhelming position group on the team last year. Is that is that unfair for me to say, Ferg? I don't think it's unfair to say. I also think the personnel kind of kind of limited them as well. Um, meaning, you know, yeah. Owen Papo never really. And now, I, now I would say November, Owen and Cam Riley had pretty good finishes compared to what it, what we had seen for the first couple months sure. of the year. One hundred percent agree. But it's a it was a thin position group that. Um, you know, just had a, there was a whole lot of transition going on with him. I, I think for the guy like Christian Robinson is he is um, really, really well liked uh, in the you know in coaching, but also in this program uh, in particular. Players seem to love him. This it, it seems to be kind of like, especially if you're if Hugh Freeze is going to get his all his hands on defense uh, on offense and kind of uh, rotate in his guys defensively. You know, I think Auburn may opt for some more familiarity, or you know, at least at least that. And, and Robinson would be a part of that. Um, and I think also the thing for Christian Robinson is he's been on several staffs over the last few years of his career, if I remember correctly, who have you know gone through these coaching changes before, and so he's kind of bounced around a little bit. I think it would be very beneficial for him as a coach in his career to be somewhere for a little while longer. And I think there's there, there'd Good be point. some value in that. Uh, for for him, yeah, good point. And you're right. Owen definitely got better over the course of the year. And Cam Riley is like maybe if he would have stayed healthy all year, mm-hmm. um, we would have seen a different group there. So uh, I'm cool with that. No, I, I I agree with that for sure. And then I think the most improved position group. I said this on the show yesterday, Ferg. The most improved position group on the team from week one to the end of the year was the DBs. And you look mm-hmm. at Zach yeah. Etheridge, and it's like at both corner and safety, Ferg. I think they both took a big step forward. They did, and and I think you know the Iron Bowl was a case of, yeah, Bryce Young's the best. He could be the best player in America still, he, he's and very he just, good. Yep, he's just yeah, and, and and Auburn was just you know trying to drink from a fire hose that whole game. But yeah, this was a pass defense that I don't know where the final number ended up being, but it was trending to be one of the best ones they've had in a while in terms of yards per play. And you remember there were a couple of games where they got torched by Penn State. Um, you know, early in the season that that Mercer and San Jose State were hitting those shots on them. They really locked down in the second half of the year, and they, it wasn't perfect. But I, it, in a in a difficult year, in a year where you're five and seven, I think you got the most out of out of a secondary because it's hard to play secondary. It's hard to play in secondary in college football with yeah. just the rules and the pace and just everything that that's happened in the game. So, um, yeah, keeping Etheridge around, I think. You know, Cadillac was obviously like the biggest, like easy layup, no brainer move to make. I think Etheridge carries that on as well. Um, and, and it'll be very interesting to see who Auburn goes with at the coordinator position. What do you think, as far as like a role change, Carnell Williams, what do you think he will be doing as associate head coach that he wasn't doing before? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's on him now to be a little bit more of a guy who's vocal. Um, you know, in the locker room, you know, with the players taking on more of a leadership role in that aspect and not just being focused on just as running backs, right? Yeah. You know, he he was the guy that rallied the troops here in the final month of the season. A lot of players look up to him, respect him. The associate head coach position is the joke has always been that's just a way to give a guy more money, right? right. So there's some of that to it. But also, I think Cadillac is going to end up becoming a face on the recruiting trail. 
you know, and he's going to be a little bit more of that just kind of outward facing, like, you know, this is our guy. This is what, this is a program legend. He's staying here. Uh, as I wrote earlier this week, he's one of only five assistant coaches in Auburn history to uh, coach for three different permanent head coaches. And to tell you how crazy that stat is, one of them was Shug Jordan. One of them uh, was Jimmy Hitch- Hitchcock, who ha- he's half of the reason why Auburn's baseball field is named after his sure. name, Hitchcock yeah, Field. Right. Another one was a former uh, uh, SEC uh, head coach uh, that Auburn had for a while. And the other one was Joe Witt, who you know was at Auburn for nearly 40 years in, in, yeah. in athletics. So like he, he's got that role now, and now it's just going to be like he's the guy. He's the guy that they're going to push out and, and produce as like this, as, as, as Free said in his opening press conference, he's going to help drive the culture. And, and I found it very interesting. I think there's a good parallel here between uh, Cadillac Williams and Rich McGlynn in the, in the case that these guys were interims. They helped Auburn through a really tough time. And when the new hires were made, the first thing both of those hires said is like Freeze and John Cohen said, He's going to help me lead. He's going to be, you know, said the same thing about mm-hmm. Rich McGee, said the same thing about Cal. I think there's a really interesting parallel that in that way. And so it's a long-winded way of saying, like, he's going to have more big-picture stuff and be more of the kind of a, a face of the program, it will be, which will be interesting because Cadillac is has never really been that guy before before becoming the interim, but it, but it's, a, it's obviously a role that suits him well. Yeah, no question about it. All right, let's take a look at what this offense could look like under Hugh Freeze. And what the biggest changes will be. I'll get Ferg's thoughts on that in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends on everything. They've got more odds, lines, props than you could possibly imagine. Be sure to check it out at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Justin Ferguson of the AuburnObserver.com. So you hire Hugh Freeze for his offense, right? That mm-hmm. That's the biggest selling point of what he brings to the table. Seems like he's very eager on the recruiting trail. We'll touch on that in a second. But what do you anticipate being the biggest difference from Brian Harson's offense this past year to Hugh Freeze's offense next year? I think the biggest difference is going to be the pace of play and just the, it's going to look more like what Auburn had with Gus Malzahn. And I think there's, I think there's a real... I think there's a real thing about it where like Auburn went and you know you, you marry you marry the opposite of your ex in coaching, uh, but this time you got the guy you got the closest guy to the guy before the guy, right? Like you know this right. is a this is a situation where I think you watch Hugh Freeze's offense and he had a very interesting point. I think the most interesting thing that came out of the, the that press conference on on Tuesday was talking about him not possibly calling plays. One of the things he said about it is saying, like, there's some guys that are really good uh, offense coordinators and really good play callers, and I think we can marry what they do with what I do in the red zone and, and make it work. And there's some names that can pop up. I wrote about it in the mailbag this week. They kind of just like, you know, I'm just speculating, but like it would make sense. Like, okay, this name, this name, this name would make sense according to the stats. Uh, I, I do think this is going to be – a spread offense. This is going to look much more like a modern offense. This is not going to be pro style. This is going to be much more of what you saw from old uh, from Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss, uh, what you saw from Gus throughout his career, Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Like that, that sure. is going to be kind of the 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 style. You know, Auburn is not necessarily going to be super super interested in like going under center and playing with fullbacks and, and multi tight ends. This is going to be more of kind of 
you know, what we would consider a modern spread offense. And that's that that's just going to change everything. Now, I think the identity is going to be heavily influenced by whoever the offensive coordinator is. Sure. We shall see who that is. But yeah, I mean, there, there, I think it's going to be from that kind of tree branch, you know, whatever you want to call it of, of, of those kind of offenses. So over the next month, as this roster shapes into what Hugh Freeze wants it slash needs it to be for next year, you're going to have some guys leave. You're going to have mm-hmm. several guys come in. I don't think as many guys are going to leave as we thought uh, maybe a month ago. I, I think a lot of guys are going to stay. We'll have to wait and see. Yep. But the biggest winner in all this is whoever is the starting quarterback next year. I think right now that's Robbie Ashford. I wouldn't be shocked. In fact, I'd actually be more surprised if they didn't bring in a transfer quarterback. Um, I think I they're going to need to. Yeah. I think they're yeah, going to absolutely need to. I don't think three guys is enough. Um, so we'll see what happens there. And there's a chance that, you know, if Calzada sees a running on the wall, it's not the guy he may leave again if he's able to. I think he'll have, I think he'll be able to grad transfer. So, um, and you got to think TJ Finley, he can, he can leave now because he'll be able to grad transfer in spring. So I think it's going to be Robbie, but still, regardless, whoever is QB1 next year, um, you may see one of the better years of quarterback play in uh, in recent Auburn history. Anyway, yeah, I think I think Hughes got a rep. Obviously, what he did with Malik Willis, what he's done with quarterbacks that they got some they've got some speed to him, some wiggle to him is is yeah. going to be good. It's the thing with Robbie though. It's like you know, can can Robbie Ashford get to being around a sixty percent passer, which is you know, what Malik Willis was at Liberty for the most part, which is what, you know, Bo Nix was at his best under Gus Malzahn. Like, you do that and you mat- you marry that with his running ability because I think as he showed over the last month of the season, Robbie Ashford, Robbie Ashford is one of the more talented running quarterbacks I've ever seen because he's such a really good athlete, but he's good at just tucking the thing and going. Um, you know, you I don't wish run he did for more, that- actually. You don't run for that many yards against Alabama if you're not good, like, you know, the, it wasn't one of those things yeah. where it's like when, when he was, when he was making big plays against other teams, there were people like, Oh yeah, it's just the bad defense. It's like that Alabama ain't that, ain't that, you know? So, um, yeah, I, yeah. I think, like you said, you wish he d- did it more. I thought all throughout when it was, I Ashford was a guy under, um, Harson. It was like, you got to give more design runs for this dude because that's just what he's good at. The interim staff leaned into it. I would expect this staff to lean into it as well because they have experience with that. Uh, Hugh Freeze has experience with a guy like Malik Willis. He has experience with other guys in his past that can go, and that's his biggest weapon. But I do think, like you said, I do think they're going to try to bring somebody in to at least compete. I'm not saying you bring in a guy who's going to say, you're permanently, you're going to be the the starter. Yeah, right. Look what, I mean, you just went through that with Zach Calzada, and it did not work out. So, like, So I think it's more of like just for depth purposes and numbers purposes, you need somebody to come in and push Robbie Ashford, and if he can just get to be a solid quarterback through the air, I mean, there's there, there's real potential in this guy. Yeah, and I think he's better than what his stats were just because of the injury. Sure, and I'm sure we talked about this during the season. Like it looked like he wasn't 100, percent and then when oh, yeah. he kind of announced, I think you were the one who broke that on, on Twitter. We talked about how he like had a sprained AC joint, his throwing shoulder. It's like I can't imagine doing that. So, yeah, props um props to him. I mean, he's just such a tough kid. The, the only tough. argument to like him not having more design runs is like, I mean, you got to somewhat question his durability, not his will, sure. right? And his desire. I, I think that's very evident that he has that. But it's like, why? I mean, it, it seems like he was battling like four or five different injuries over the course of the season. He told a us a little cause for concern. He told us four or five of them, and most, and I think all of them were upper body. Um, yeah. And, 
and it kind of makes sense. Like when you have a sprained AC joint, you can be like, why is Rob, you know, why did Robbie Ashford throw dimes at times? Like that one against Javarius Johnson, Alabama, he had yeah. some really good throws in other games as well and still finished less than 50%. It's like, well, consistency, like you might be able to power through it on a, on, a, on some throws, but not all mm-hmm. the throws. Right. And it does affect you. Um, yeah. If he gets healthy, you know, that's the thing about Robbie Ashford is that he was such, he's such, you know, untapped potential coming in. And I think what he did, I mean, the the effectiveness he had, Auburn's offense was rough this season, but the effectiveness he had, despite the fact that he was hurt and could not throw the ball on a consistent basis, speaks to something. Okay, if you get somebody in here as an offensive mind who is more suited towards his like his quarterbacking style and he gets healthier, you can see where the potential lies on there. And it also helps that, you know, Jarquez Hunter will be back for another year and he uh he had quite a quite a season. He's going to be joined by a lot of people that he has a relationship with. Hunter will be back. Damari Austin will be back. And then you should keep all your wide receivers with the exception of Shedrick. And you and bring so, Landon King back. Yep. Landon King's coming back. Uh, I don't know how much of a connection they have because they only like, I don't yeah. Landon's one catch. I don't even think was from Robbie. I think TJ threw that one. So it's like, what does that relationship so. look like? Yeah. But still, like there's a lot of talent coming back. There's no question about it. All right. So there, there's a lot of differences between. Hugh Freeze and Brian Harson, but I want to talk about the biggest one. And it's got me excited in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. Alumni Hall is the best place to buy Auburn gear. And look, it's the holiday season. We all have Auburn fans in our lives that we love and cherish. And what better way to show them that love than to go to Alumni Hall and buy them their new favorite piece of Auburn gear. It's all officially licensed through the Auburn, uh, Auburn University. AlumniHall.com for the out-of-towners. Boy, out-of-towners love Auburn gear more than the folks that live here. So be sure to check out AlumniHall.com or the physical location in Tigertown. Thank you so much to Alumni Hall and AlumniHall.com for partnering with Locked On Auburn. Ferg, uh, real quick before we jump into what I think the biggest difference between Hugh and Harson is, uh, tell folks what all's going on at the Auburn Observer. Yeah, big big story. Uh, big stories this week at, at the Auburn Observer. You can check out. Wrote a story on Hughes hire and how flat out wrong I was about John Cohen hiring uh, Hugh Freeze. Sorry, uh, had a uh, story on Cadillac Williams and just the we mentioned it earlier and his impact. Um, there will be there's a mailbag, huge mailbag today. A lot of basketball, a lot of football in there uh, on on Thursday and then Friday. By the time you're listening to this, new podcast episode previewing uh, basketball for this weekend. And then also a new uh, edition of the Stretch Four where uh, I break down the four biggest topics for Auburn basketball right now. So you check all that out, auburnobserver.com. It's $6 a month or $60 a year to subscribe. A lot of you who are listening are already subscribers. Love you guys. Want to say it's the holidays. We're, eventually, we're, we're in December now. You can That's give right. gift subscriptions. You can give a month or a full year, um, and we'll put those links all over our newsletters as well. And it's super easy. All you need to do is pay and know the other person's email address. And once they're in, you're in. You can also set it. So it's like you want it to like the subscription activate on Christmas morning or whenever you're giving gifts, you can do that as well. It's super, super easy. AuburnObserver.com. Perfect. Perfect. All right. I think the biggest difference between Hugh Freeze and Brian Harson, and I think it's a great difference, is you can tell Hugh Freeze wakes up and thinks about recruiting. Brian mm-hmm. Harson, not so much. But I, I think I think that's gonna be it, right? And and he brought it up in his press conference. There were national media members talking about he's already recruiting 20 minutes after he accepted the job and all of that. Um, to me, that's the biggest difference, right? Because this is 
much like when we hired Harson, a build, but you got to do it quicker, right? And the, the way the transfer portal works is you're yep. able to do things quicker now. We've seen it at Tennessee, seen it at South Carolina this year. There's ways to do that. And I think Hugh Freeze is more likely to embrace that and be excited about that than Harson. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he, he is a guy, you know, at Boise State, Brian Harson had the top class at Boise State pretty much every year. And they didn't really have to do much because that's just what Boise State does. They are the brand in the Mountain West. Um, and then you come to Auburn and it just wasn't, it never clicked. You know, there, mm -hmm. it was, uh, I don't want to say just flat out dysfunctional. It just never really like got to the level it needed to be on a consistent basis, the recruiting operation at Auburn. And obviously a lot of circumstances led to that, you know, led to that, the outcome. But yes, you know, Hugh Freeze knows recruiting he knows recruiting in this area he's going to do and he's going to do whatever it takes man like this is this is his chance this is his opportunity you know and and, and i'll say this and some people will, some people will turn their noses up at it but it's true like nobody else was getting him out of liberty right now like like he was he was auburn was the only place he was linked to in this coaching search and i think now that the higher even, even two there, years ago even two years ago for yeah, exactly. And now that the hire has been made, this dude is going to take advantage of this opportunity. And I think recruiting and hitting it, hitting the ground running with that is going to be huge for them. He's gonna he's gonna be a guy that I think does a better job of managing relationships both on the recruiting trail with the people who are given to NIL, with the people mm -hmm. in charge, ABCD, whatever. Like this is going to be this is going to be a better fit in that aspect from the very beginning. And I think that could on the field, have some really, really big changes, make some really, really big differences for this team. All right, last question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. Hmm. If you had to guess how many guys Auburn asked for the transfer portal in the month of December, oh. how many would you say? Um, Seven? I, eight? I, 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 that, yeah, maybe. Like it's, it's, it's crazy because like this is now the new world where it's like, we don't quite know what windows. normal is yet. Right, right. This is the first time we've had a portal window, so you're just sitting here thinking like, okay, well, it's not just going to be a constant stream, which is a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I do think. I mean, they've got to get reinforcements. they got to get offensive linemen if they can, which is always going to be tough in the portal. they got to get edge rushers. they got to mm -hmm. get defensive linemen. They can, use some li they can use some other spots elsewhere. So, like, there's such a need. And like, look, when when Brian Harson was was at Auburn, when Auburn was still you know rolling with him, the thought process was this was going to be a class where it was going to be smaller on the high school level and huge in the in the transfer yeah. ranks. That's not changing now. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I couldn't even begin to kind of throw a number out there because I do think Auburn's also going to make some noise in high school recruiting here in the month of December I as agree. we get into into the early period. Um, but there's going to be have to be a lot of bounce. That so it's the Wild West. The the, the yeah. limits are off. Everything's kind of like kind of like crazy. So I do think like when we start doing our scholarship chart here uh, in the near future uh, at the Observer, I'm just going to start from scratch. Like usually I kind of carry over from the next year and kind of kind of adjust. Now can't do that anymore. This is good. This yeah. is going to be a from from scratch experience. I tell you, what, we talk about signing up for the Auburn Observer. I have gotten my year long uh, annual subscription money's worth out of that chart. It's favorited. On my, uh, I, I pull it up all the time. Whenever we're talking about guys that could come and go, I pull it up like daily. So yeah, I appreciate that. I yeah, appreciate no, it's 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 fun to do. It's how my brain works. I have to. It's not the Bill Cameron depth chart, but it's dang close. 
Dude, oh man, I I I love the Bill Cameron death chart so much, and um, Dan Peck has has told me for for now a couple of years now that what I should do is I should I should pay Bill to get the exclusive rights of the Bill Cameron death chart on the Observer, and I was like, well, yeah, and then I'd be a millionaire, you know. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's gonna be, it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild because I think this roster is about to turn over a ton. And yeah. uh, it needs to. It absolutely needs to. And then on top of the fact, there's a lot of guys who are going to be NFL dudes or seniors outgoing. Like it's going to look right. a whole lot different next year. But that's the new world of college football. Ferg, how can people find you? Hear you? Love you? Sign up? All that stuff. One more time. AuburnObserver.com. Six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year to sign up. You can give gift subscriptions if you're already subscribers. Appreciate all you guys. Uh, it's been a good, very busy week, but it's been a good, good week for for business. And uh, appreciate everybody uh, for doing that. You can also listen to our podcast wherever you listen to, to your podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's cool. That's me. I'm on I'm on Twitter, Jay Ferguson AU. But you probably knew that already. It's yeah, like literally sure. right there. It's right there. That's right for the audio people. They can't see it. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh. Yeah. All right, Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. AuburnObserver.com is worth every single penny. You can find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. We'll see you. Uh, we'll do a live show tonight, Friday night, following Auburn basketball's game against Colgate. All that right here on Locked on Auburn.